This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air. Hi there everyone, hey this is Carol Reid and you are tuned to my show Ignite Yourself, Living Life on Your Terms where we talk about various things pertaining to ourselves, to the mind, to the body, um, to the spirit and we uh, really talk about empowerment and how you can live a bit more of a liberated life because um, out there today you know, we're, we're facing a society that's changing constantly we're in a society where... Um, half of the world is still in lockdown and um, not particularly enjoying life as much as they could because they're seeing just four walls and and then we've got sort of us in New Zealand who are so incredibly lucky that we are able to move around and do the things that we need to do and live more or less a normal type life and so it's just looking at, at some of these aspects and today I'm going to be talking a little bit about blissipline, not discipline, but blissipline. It's a new word. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new word. Uh, it's actually coined, and it's a, and it's a, a word created by a guy who's written a book called "The Code of the Extraordinary Mind." Um, Vissen, his name is, and uh, he's created this word blissipline. And blissipline, he talks about it's it's the power of gratitude the power of forgiveness, and the practice of giving. And I just love it. I just It really struck me as what a great word. It should definitely be put into our, into our dictionaries. We should know it as a word because we've created all the words. You know, if you actually think about it, we've created the words that we use um, on a daily basis. We, we created them from, from year dot. And there's so many that we don't even use. I think we use something like 2,000 and there's something like over 10,000 um, that we could be using. So we are, we are, you know, changing them all the time. And of course, then we have these younger, the younger generation coming through and giving us all sorts of little crazy one-liners and funny little words that they create. <laughs> what, what, they, you know, what is it? Um, YOLO or whatever it is, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, so, that, so there's all sorts of stuff coming through. But yeah, we're going to talk about that today. But I do have a guest on my show today and her name is Leslie Leach. Leslie, welcome to my show. Thank you, Carol. It's great to be here. Looking forward to hearing about bliss. Blissipline. Blissipline. <laughs> so Leslie has a company called Raspberry Beret, and she works with people on their confidence and getting them into the style and creating that outer part of their, themselves. And of course, I work with you on the inside of you and getting you to feel good on the inside, creating that inner home of happiness, getting you to feel the way you most want to feel in your life. Um, so it's kind of nice that we can have this complimentary dialogue, isn't it? Because we can help people. Yeah, most definitely, because we know that they're all inextricably linked, yes. the inside with the outside and the outside with the inside. Yes, exactly, mm. exactly. But we're just going to talk a little bit about gratitude, and I know that you're, you're big on all of this too, aren't you, Lizzie? You love gratitude and being grateful for stuff. Do you have a daily practice that you, that you do? Yes, actually mine is um, every single day yeah. before I leave my house, yeah. I look in the mirror blow myself a kiss and say, you look fabulous today, go out and rock it. Oh, I just love it. <laughs> I totally love it. That is so awesome. Mm. That mm. is so awesome. And has it gotten easier to do with time? Most definitely. At first, I just laughed at myself because I thought, oh, what are you doing, girlfriend? <laughs> but actually, the more I do it, especially on those days when inside I may not be feeling totally that way, yeah. 
And there is a danger when I stand and look in the mirror and I think, oh my goodness, what have I done today? But doing that practice each morning just gives me that, yes, I'm ready to step out of the door. And I pull my shoulders back and I get out there. And you know what? It does make the day go that little bit easier because of that. Beautiful. Mm. I think that's awesome. That's absolutely brilliant. And look, that's something you guys could actually take on. If you're listening to this thinking, hey, that's something I could do, do it. You know, if it's not perhaps your words, make make the words that you want to say to yourself. Because, you know, you need to be your best friend, eh? You most certainly do because nobody else is going to do it for you. Mm. And for what I'm learning over time and continue to practice is it starts with loving yourself Mm. in a very positive, constructive way. I'm not saying that's always easy, but actually we are responsible for our feelings, Mm. ourselves. Mm. So it starts with me as a person. Absolutely. Starts Mm. and ends right here. And uh, and something, that's something that uh, that perhaps we forget uh, as we're going through life. We have all have moments where we mm-hmm. get into that victimhood mindset. Um, and I talk about about this with my clients: victim to victor. Is life happening for you or to you? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's happening for you, you're a victor. If it's happening to you, you're a victim. So how can you get out of that victim mindset? And that victim mindset is all about that blame, shame and complain. So we're sitting in that blaming, we're blaming others for the situation. Um, And so it's actually leveling yourself up and recognizing, well, I'm here at this moment. It's it's what's I'm dealing with what's in front of me. I'm going to deal with the next thing in front of me and the next thing in front of me. But like you say, if you can be proactive and start your day where you Mm -hmm. look in the mirror and, and have that relationship with yourself, because like you say, it starts right from ourselves, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's actually getting people to recognize that because sometimes they don't want to see that, do they? Mm. No, they don't. And when I work with clients, you know, one of the things I say to them right up front is you need to have a full length mirror Mm. and you need to look in it Mm. and look at yourself and see the body that you have and accept it. Yeah. And start to have conversations with yourself that are more about, I look good in, I look great today. Mm. When I wear this colour, makes my skin glow and my eyes shine. Mm. Those are, that's the start point, um, is having a full-length mirror and looking in it. Because how do you know until you do that? Once And my, uh, I believe what I'm able to do is to have that conversation with every client and do it gently and encouragingly. Mm. And it doesn't always work first time. Mm -hmm. So I'm not pushing it down their throats, but I'm gently encouraging them to see what I see Mm. when I look at them looking at themselves. Mm, gorgeous I love it I absolutely love it you've just reminded me actually of when um, the house that we live in at the moment has a big full-length mirror in our hallway and my daughter who was 10 at the time she's not now um, she had a 10 year old birthday party and she had uh, a, a fashion show And she wanted her hair done, so I took her to the hairdresser and she got her hair all put up beautifully and, Mm -hmm. you know, she looked gorgeous. And and then she got her friends to try on different, and we gave them different clothes to put on and things like that. And they they were asked to bring an outfit that they wanted to wear. They were asked to bring their togs. They were asked to bring, you know, their, their, whatever was their special outfit kind of thing, and then like a casual kind of thing. Mm. And what was really interesting is that there were some kids who really didn't want to 
and there were some kids that were absolutely fine with it. But what they had to do is they had to walk from her bedroom down the hallway in front of this full-length mirror at the end of the hallway, mm-hmm. and I'm talking across the entire, it's actually purpose-built on the wall, um, and come round into the lounge, into where we were, where the adults were, and do a little bit of a show and then turn back, you know. And it was really interesting watching the kids because some kids were just, yep, no problem for me, I don't mind this. And in some outfits they were good and some outfits they weren't. And for some kids it was really hard to, to get them to do it. But we were like encouraging them, come on, it's just, it's just only fun. It's only fun, you know. There's no judgment, we're just having fun. And once they started to keep on doing it, they actually quite enjoyed it. Once they got past that initial feeling of fear and mm. being in front of people they really enjoyed it and her party was talked and talked about how much fun they had at 10 years old you know walking down this quite long hallway they could see themselves in the mirror mm. so, and i and i watched them too coming down you know initially coming down because i was at that corner when they had to come around the lounge and <laughs> you know they were <laughs> they were walking and some of them would be oh, i don't really want to see myself in the mirror by the time the end of it they were looking at themselves in the mirror they were okay with it so it didn't take long probably an hour um, but isn't it funny how, and I'm sure there's people listening to this that think, I've never looked at myself in a, in a full-length mirror, and there'll be some people that are like, I don't even look at myself before I go out of the house. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, I can share that as my own personal experience um, six years ago when I would got to the point, having spent my whole life looking in the mirror, I stopped doing it because I had given up on myself mm. and I stopped thinking positively and all my self-talk was about seeing only the things that I didn't like anymore. Wow. And one day I decided that that whole thing about taking responsibility, that I'm it, yeah. I'm responsible for how I feel. Yeah. I just took all my clothes off and stood in front of the mirror. I bawled my eyes out for five or ten minutes and then I kept looking and from that moment, I started a different mindset. And it is challenging. And I'm not diminishing it. And when you do it, it's also very cleansing. Mm. Because it's accepting. Um, and being real with yourself. Mm. And compassionate about the things that you feel are your fault. Oh, completely compassionate. Loving it because your body has brought you to where you are today. Absolutely. And we should be proud of what we have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And and it's and a lot of these things that we've told ourselves are stories. And they're stories from other people that we know. You know, So um, I love, love, love my mother. Love, love, love her. When she was dying, however, when she was actually on her deathbed, she actually made a reference to her arms. We've all my family's got quite muscular, big arms. We're just we're a woman. We've got quite big arms, and she did. And and I said, but mum, those arms, you know, that she was a farmer's wife, so she worked on the farm. I said, those arms have brought up seven kids, mum. They've, you know, you've done a lot of work with those. They've done, they've stood you in good stead. And she's like, but look at them. They're still all flabby and fat, you know. On her deathbed, she's saying this, you know. It's just like. Like, oh, mum, you're so funny, you know. Mm. Don't worry about those things. It doesn't matter, you yeah. know. We're not here for that. We're here for you, the essence of you, you know. We don't care what you look like now, you know. We love you as you are. And, of course, as she was dying, she had two weeks where she had kidney failure. And everyone, all the family got a chance to come, you know, all her 
well, she's from a family of nine, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, you know, there was her brothers and sisters that were left that came and saw her, um, and then their kids and so on and so on. So so she got to see, you know, a lot of the family, which was wonderful, and they got to see her and celebrate her life, even though she was in hospital, but, you know, celebrate and talk about, the remember the stories and the moments and things like that. Yes. And really, that's what we're, that's the essence of us, is those stories that people are going to say about us, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And, you know, when we, it may sound a small thing, but it's a big thing. When when women start to wear clothes that fit them and fit their lifestyle and fit their bodies, yes. they start to grow in confidence because they forget about what they're wearing, yes. actually. Yes. They focus on what they're doing. Yes. And they start giving more because they're not sitting there thinking, oh, my skirt's too short or I've put on some weight or I've had this surgery and people can see my scars or I've got the family trait of big arms or small shoulders because they're feeling comfortable in their clothes. Yeah, and that's in their skin. Totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And like you say, we do change our body types throughout our lives as well. So we kind of have to embrace that. You know, when you have children, your bits don't work like they used to (laughs) and they kind of hang down and they shouldn't. (laughs) You know, know, but that's all part of it. You know, that's all part of it. And it's embracing that. And the earlier we can do that, I say this to my young young girls because I've got two young girls or 16 and uh, 11 at the moment. Um, And, you know, it's, it's embracing what they have. And making the most of what they have, so enjoying what their bodies are capable of, and pushing their bodies a little bit to to see what they're capable of. We do triathlons and things like that, mm. and it's good for the girls to see. And we're by no means tiny people, but um, but and you know we're not this body built you know um, athlete or anything like that. But it's actually recognizing that your body is an amazing miracle. It's a miracle. Yeah, being strong and healthy in your body and your mind is is what's what it's about Mm. um and pushing those limits a bit too eh, of of who you are not being afraid to push the limits and also and it's the conversations we have with other women and young girls and well women and men actually and boys it's about the conversations we have about body image and how we continue to build on that in a positive way Mm. we are individually whether your mother auntie grandmother whatever it is the words you use with the people you come into contact with and the influence you have is huge on how they see themselves yes Mm. massive it's massive and again those stories get built around you know some of the things that 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 get said Mm. so we talk we've been talking a little about um, discipline and we've been talking a bit about gratitude what do you think about forgiveness, Leslie? I'm interested to hear your your take on forgiveness because also it's forgiving having some of those stories in our head from our relations, from our parents or whatever, mm-hmm. and forgiving that you know we may not have the perfect body um, that we want or forgiving that the children made this happen to our bodies, <laughs> <You know? laughs> or whatever, or yes. that the surgery happened and forgiving mm. that you know you had to have that change or whatever yeah do you think that that uh there is a, a process for forgiveness or do you feel that have you had some times in your life where you've had to forgive situations and yeah. what have you what have you done like how have you apart from you know i think the first thing is you know to having that whole acceptance isn't mm. it of the of what you need to forgive yes and um i think it's constantly evolving and i can honestly say however 
through my lifetime, in the past I have thought about what has happened and perhaps adopted that blame. Mm. Oh my goodness, it's my father's fault that I feel as I do about myself. Mm-hmm. What I do differently, I feel, and maybe it was that time in front of the mirror, I think that was part of the cleansing for me, yeah. is that that was that's a moment in time. And rather than seeing it as a negative and something that's inhibited me, rather seeing as it as something that's helped me to grow. And that doesn't mean I'm perfect, but I do believe that, first of all, it's saying, Dad did what he did at that time, in that moment. Mm. It's neither right nor wrong. It's what he... It's him. Yeah. And it has may have influenced me, but and what it's helped me to do is to be stronger. Yes. So I'm seeing some of those experiences, although they were hurtful at the time, Actually, now I'm growing from them and I have grown. So seeing what they've done for me in building the person who I am today, rather than blaming that as the reason why I may still feel worried about myself. Yeah, like. yeah, mm. yeah. I totally hear you. Yeah. And that's, a, that's, that's that whole piece that, again, if you... If, the the younger that we are that we can accept those things it's easier for us later we often do these things later in life don't we because you know we have the wisdom of age mm. um but being able to recognize that i'm i'm in this situation it's where i'm at at the moment i'm i'm I, am i able to just continue to forgive it or mm. do i need to make changes around it what is the next step to be able to move through it but once you're through it recognizing that that all contributed to who makes you who you are now yeah And I think it's also about recognising who are the people that are in your circle that may help with that. You know, who are the people you can talk to and how do you have really great conversations, you know, with it might be a particular friend. And some, you know, our friends play different roles in our lives, don't they? Yes, they they do. And, and, And the people we're in contact with. And so, you know, I have somebody who is a fantastic friend what she's able to do is she holds space. She allows me to share what I need to share. I don't expect her to solve my problems, mm. but we have really rich conversations because we hear each other and we are able then to ask questions to help move that on a little bit without feeling we have to fix it. Yes. That's so valuable for us as individuals to have that. 100% because the wisdom is in us. But we actually just forget that. Mm. And so we look externally for the answer. Mm. But actually, if we get quiet and listen, or if we get a chance to hear our own voice when someone else is talking, you know, and someone prompts us, which is really what therapy is about. Yeah. When you come and you, you have a therapist or you come and work with someone like me, for instance, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put things in front of you that are shining your own light on your own answer. Mm. It's not about giving you the answer because then you won't you won't learn it. No, you, know, you won't learn it. There's some, there's some real value in finding your own path and finding your own way through it. It's just giving you little tips, isn't it? Giving you little set points that you can just have a look at this or have a look at that. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that one of the things that um, with giving, uh, forgiving, is is being able to bring in love as much as you can feel the anger and the pain mm. and work through that, but actually come to a place where you feel love for yourself uh, around the situation. You don't have to forgive the other person for anything that they've done. You don't have to condone the behaviour or anything of the situation. 
and you don't have to even condone your own behavior. You just have to recognize that the situation is what it is and then provide the love for yourself in that situation because it's not forgiveness isn't about condoning them. It's not about saying that it's that what they did was okay. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with that and that's the also the start point for that for me is taking a breath and recognizing that I might feel what is my trigger what's my response to what may have happened and and how do I respond next yes and what I'm learning to do it's a continual practice yes what I'm learning to do is to stop and think before I say the next thing and that's really helpful in my relationships doesn't always work but it's recognizing those triggers and thinking about the what next yeah well we're human so it's not always going to oh, work I mean, yeah completely part of yeah. us sometimes it still goes all wrong <laughs> yeah of course it yeah. does yeah. you know i have days where i don't where i'm not not in the space to be able to be as kind as i'd like to be and my mm. my kids go oh rowing today that's mm. what they oh we're in raw mode i'm like well i kind of am i'm sorry yes okay i'm a bit tired at the moment or yeah you know this has happened i just have to work, work through it i shouldn't take it out on you my mm. apologies you know um and it is recognizing it is that's the key to it is actually just stopping and recognizing like you say if it means you take a breath you know if it means that you close your eyes for a minute and just okay I'm just going to stay in this moment for a second before I move into the next thing Mm. Um, if it means that you've got to feel the anger or the frustration or the emotional part of whatever's happened um, and then being able to go okay if I could give compassion to that person can I can I can I do that? Or if I can give compassion to me, mm. what does that look like? What does love look like for loving myself? Yeah, it's um it's, it's always an ongoing thing, like you say. Um, and then of course the other part of discipline what we've been talking about is giving. So things of ways to give. He talks about um, this is from the Code of the Extraordinary Mind. He talks about listing all the things that you could give to others. So it could be your time, your love, your understanding, your compassion, your skills, your ideas, your wisdom, um, your physical help, your energy, whatever it is. And then being specific. So what skills could you give them? What energy could you give them? You know, do you need to give them some wisdom around child? You know, child rearing. Do you need to give them some wisdom around? Um, you know, helping them to to work a bit easier in their lives at home or in their family life or at work so it's drilling down and getting specific so really quite interesting stuff in this book the code of the extraordinary mind and then thinking about following your intuition around that so um, if someone needs more help how would you give them more help what what are the things that you could you could you know maybe you could put them in touch with someone else that could help them it's 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 things like that and it's in that art of giving that actually get more sustained joy Mm. You know, yeah. um, we think that if we, uh, you know, that we talked in a previous show about myth, the myth of more, and how you know we're all in this in this dance with having to. If I get more, I'll feel this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. and then I get that thing, and then that clutters up our life even more, and we get that thing, and then that clutters up our life even more. But if we can actually step away from the myth of more, if we can actually stop wanting to get more, and actually try and work towards, well, what would make me feel good in this moment may not be that more thing. It could be you know repurposing reusing whatever that thing is that's that's around you mm-hmm. you know that you that you're that you're looking at so um yeah thinking about discipline and thinking about all the aspects of discipline just i'd encourage everybody out there to think about you know uh, thinking about a gratitude practice like leslie's already talked about you know getting in the front of the mirror and just go through what you say each morning leslie because i love it oh i so every morning i go to the mirror 
And I blow myself a kiss and I say, you're looking fabulous today, girlfriend. Go out there and rock it. Mm, I just love that. It's so, so cool. So it could be something like that. It could be, you know, writing up a, a gratitude journal each night, being grateful for what, you know, you've, you've had. There is, there's such power in, in the process of gratitude. I can't emphasize it enough for being able to soften your life. If you are finding that things are difficult or you're finding that people are difficult, Start with you and soften your own life. Be compassionate to you and you will then find more compassion comes back to you. Thanks for being here, Leslie. Loved it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air.